We are better off, Father, as we gave them what they want. Should we give them stars? But more also, Heavenly Father, you know better than our hearts could desire. Before we ask for the bread, Heavenly Father, we have known it already. We want to thank you this morning, Father, for your gift of every good gift. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, for the song leader this morning, Father. As you prepare for the service, Heavenly Father, we pray. Once you fill our hearts with your spirit, Father, when we praise thee, the glory of the Lord will come down. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, also, as you commit the ministry of the word as well, Heavenly Father. We dedicate this service, Father, in your hands. We pray, Heavenly Father, for our pastor as a local prophet in this church. We pray when he comes here to minister grace, you prophesy every situation in our life. Heavenly Father, as you come before thee this morning, we ask, Father, we blush before the altar. Won't you forgive us, Father, for our sins and trespasses, Father? We are the, like sheep that is led to the slaughter. We come with broken hearts, with humble spirits, knowing that Heavenly Father, by the end of the service, you have given us, Father, our heart's desire, Father. We want to pray this morning, Father, as you commit every situation, Father, every spirit to put it under your control, Father, this morning. May you have full preeminence this morning, Father. May you have full control, Father, of the service until by the end of the service, Father. We say, for surely the Lord has spoken to our hearts. We want to thank you this morning as we lay everything before the Father, knowing that we are all that we need this morning, Father. In the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray, believe in. Amen. Amen. We can take our seats again.
Amen. Let's give God a hand of praise once more. Let's go.
continue with this old-fashioned song, Amen. How many of you have attended a tent meeting? We're just making some dust in the room, Amen. So Let's just take a lot of opportunity to welcome you all. And then uh, the music that you are giving out of yourself to God, hallelujah. And then we really appreciate that. And then this morning our apologies are from Brother Mahlangu, he's at work. And then uh, May the God bless him where he is. And then we've got our visitors in our midst. We've got Billy Mwewa from DRC. If he may stand up on his feet so that we can acknowledge him. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Amen. We also in our midst. We have uh, Esther and Sister Esther and Sister Lerato Malaka. If they may stand on their feet, we acknowledge them. Amen. Thank you. And then uh, once more again, we are having a soul that has seen this revelation. And then I uh, would like to say, Brother Makua, may he stand on his feet. Brother Makua says he also wants to be the soldier of this message, so he wants to be baptized. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. We really appreciate that. Hallelujah. So, God is still doing wonders. Hallelujah. In these hard times, amen. Whereby the world is falling apart, but there are souls that are still seeing that revelation. And then we see that this message cannot retain empty. Hallelujah. God has put the seed in his, in his predestinated. And then we really appreciate that. Hallelujah. May he continue to bless the ministers that are giving the word so that we can hold on until the last minute. Amen. And those that do not know God, may they know God. Hallelujah. Because we are the light of this world. And then Brother Makua and Brother Reginald, hallelujah. We will baptize them next week Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you this morning again once more. And then without the waste of time, we know we are here for the word of God. And then we would like to uh, call upon our minister this morning, our deacon, our brother, brother Mbanyana, to come and give us the weight. And then as we say, welcome, welcome, Holy Ghost, amen. while we stand on our feet. Welcome, 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 Yes, 
And then if you've got it, it reads as thus. Verse 34 from John 13. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, and you have love to one another. Gilinega umiyalomu shawukuba nitanda nejinga loku. Ginitandile, nani tandanani, kanoko bonge, baya kugwazi ukuthi ngabafundi bami, umma nitandani. First John chapter 4. Mwadila Johani ukala, isashuko 4. First John chapter 4. Mwadila Johani ukala, isashuko 4. Let us read verse 7 and 8 and 11. Okay, if you've got it, it reads as thus. Verse 7, Beloved, let us, ha- let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not, for God is love. Verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. And then Genesis chapter 2. Genesis is actually what's this be? Verse 21. So, for now, verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. 
and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Verse 21, verse 23. Comfortable of our seats and then um, take our time this morning and then just allow ourselves to be able to grasp whatever we can. Brother Brenham, in the message, the Easter seal, he speaks about the revival there. He says, actually, when the weight is, is preached, it revives something that was inside you. We don't really actually expect something new. Even if with your own ear, you hear it as if it's new. No, but it's something that we have been part of it before there was a beginning. So it, it is something that when we say revival, when we talk about the revival, so it's something we revive something that is already been in you. Now, in a message rejected king, page 21, I quote here. And I look this way and that way. And they were coming by the thousands. And I said, I don't understand this. I said, why? And here come hope that was my first wife. She ran and never said my husband. She said my precious brother. And when she hugged me, there was another woman standing there that had hugged me and then hoped hugged this woman and each other. And I thought this has to be something different. It can be. There is something. Oh, would I ever want to ever go back to that old carcass again? I looked around there and I thought what is this and I looked real good and I said I can't understand this but hope seems to be like a, a guest of honor she was no different but just like a guest of honor and I heard a voice that, then that spoke to me that 
that was in the room said this is what you preached was the Holy Ghost. This is perfect love. And nothing can enter here without it. So now I want to call your attention upon these words. Where the prophet says here, this is what you preached. this is perfect love. And nothing can enter here without it. And then we know that uh, it happened when Brother went beyond the curtain of time and he met thousands of believers they were hugging him saying our precious brother now when, uh, while he was there so there was one thing that he, has, he, rea- he realized that nothing will enter that place except perfect love. Now this morning I want to, if you allow me, to title my message Perfect Love. And then for a subtitle, I will call it the Universal Family of God. Now the messenger of Yahweh taught us few things. You know that God in the beginning he was not even God. And Brother Brenham teaches us that he was Elohim, the self existing one. And the same Elohim, he became the Logos, the way. Then he says, now while we were existing in his thoughts, then he became Jehovah. Now Jehovah, it means the one that exists with his family. That is why he couldn't be Jehovah before. After the logos and after we were existing in his thoughts, in time he was called Jehovah. Now, as I say, we want to speak about the perfect love. And then, um, if you can turn with me into the into the Bible again, and then just to to show you that nothing will enter that place. If you don't have perfect love, so quickly let us turn into. First uh, Corinthians chapter 13. And then let us read from verse 1. In verse 1, the Bible says here, actually it's not Paul, it's the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul. So if we've got the same spirit, and then we will speak um, like Paul here. Now he says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have no charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. 
And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have no charity, I am nothing. But I want you to take note on verse two. Even you've got, even if you've got all the gifts, you understand all the mysteries. Because nowadays we are no longer talking about perfect love. We talk about the knowledge that we are having. Talk about the mysteries that we know. But the Bible says, even if you know all these things. But you don't have love. It's not going to help. And verse 3 it says, and, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be bent, and have no charity it profiteth nothing now if we read the whole chapter we see that the Holy Spirit subject is perfect love Paul understood it very well that no matter what else we could lay claim to in the way it seems to be more spiritual if this perfect love was missing at the end of the journey we have accomplished nothing so whatever gift that we are having whatever that we will be doing perfect love should be our base and then um, in the message when love projects he says I think if one thing is needed in the great universal church of God tonight it is love we don't need out gifts and our emotions as much as we think we do though they are wonderful to God to God we give praise that we have them but if these gifts are not governed by love they are not effective so if you've got a particular gift. You might have a gift of speaking in tongues. You might have a gift of prophecy. You might have a gift of singing. You might have a gift of preaching. But if they are not governed by love, they will not be effective. Love should govern the home. Love should govern the schools. Love should govern the churches. Love should govern each and everything. Friendship should be governed by love. In any relationship, we should be governed by love. 
Now the beauty of the church is the character of its own people. Might have a good and beautiful church as a building. Might have a wonderful uh, bunch of people inside. But if there is no love, the character of that church will not be seen. That is why Jesus says here, if you love one another, and the people will be able to know that you are my disciples, not by singing much more better, not by preaching much more better, not by knowing the mysteries much more better, but by a simple thing, by loving each other. If you love one another, and then the Bible says here, people will be able to see that you are my disciples. As a family, if you love one another, you will be known that you are the family of the Almighty God. Love should govern the homes. A home that is not disciplined by love is not much of a home. If, if the husband and the wife do not solemnly love one another, they cannot trust one another. Remember, love is the strongest force in the world. Now we've got, we must go back to the book of Genesis. Know that the word Genesis means the beginning of things. Everything started in the book of Genesis. Now the first family started in the book of Genesis. We read now in the book of Genesis here. God took out the rib out of a man. And he made a woman. This man, when he woke up, he said, he said, what? This is the bone of my bones. The Bible says now is a flesh of his flesh. And she shall be called a woman. And she was called a part of this man. Now it was not just uh, some words that came out of Adam. But Adam was governed by love. Now this when you see where we read in First John. The Bible says God is love. So you can't have love if you can't have God if you don't have love. Now the first thing before you can have anything. The best thing before you can have a wife. The best thing before you can have a family. You must have love first. This man called Adam here. Now he saw this woman. And by inspiration, she said she's called a woman. And she's part of him. Now watch here. Now this the same woman. It happened that in Genesis chapter 3, she made a mistake here. Now listen what Brother Brenham says. I think in 1955, and Brother Brenham on a Wednesday meeting, and it was on the 23rd. And Brother Brenham was halfway through his sermon. And when he suddenly saw a vision, and we know that he rarely saw visions while he was preaching. Usually they came under the anointing during the prayer service. But he continued to preach. As 
as he watched this vision unfold, incorporating it directly into his sermon, before him blossomed the Garden of Eden. In, before him, blossomed the Garden of Eden. And in all its beauty, he saw Adam put his arm around Eve and leave the Garden Garden with her by his side. The vision made it clear that Adam was not forced to leave since he had not been deceived like Eve. Adam willingly left the Garden of Eden because he loved and he wanted to be with her in exile. Take note here. Now Adam knew he didn't make any mistakes. Adam knew he was not deceived. But there was a woman that was called his wife. He understood very well that they were a family. Now in his absence, now there was a an enemy that came to Eve. And the enemy deceived his own wife. But when this man of God came, he never blamed his own wife. He was the same man that she shall be called a woman. He remembered his own words when he said, she is the bone of my bones. She is the flesh of my own flesh. And when there was a trouble in their own home. He never, he never played a, 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 a blame game But the love of God. This is not just an ordinary love. It, it was the, the perfect love of God. That Adam applied to Eve. He applied it to this situation. No, he never blamed Eve. Then Brother Brenham says he knew very well that he was not guilty. He could have allowed Eve to go alone. But because of love that was in him, he chose to go into exile with his wife. So he, he willingly, he was not forced by God. He was not forced by any other person but willingly because of his own love he wanted to be with his wife in exile he says both Adam and Eve were clothed with sheepskins foreshadowing a day when a redeemer will cover the sins of every Christian. These sheepskins were flesh, freshly killed. Which caused a trickle of blood to run down Adam's legs. Remember it was a vision. So that is what he was seeing at that time. While he was on the pulpit, 
saved. He never heard about it. But he saw exactly what happened in the garden of Eden. So he saw Adam putting his arm around Eve. And he saw him willingly walking out of the garden of Eden. And he saw the blood. And then there were, were, were trickling down his legs. But Brother Brenham, he could even hear the sheepskin slapping against Adam's thighs as he walked. Then all of a sudden, the scene changed. Brother Brenham could see the second Adam who was Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Stupid cutting up the hill of Golgotha carrying his cross. That is why I say now you can see the, the you can see the type here in, 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 in Adam. So he wanted to redeem his own wife. So it was the love of God that was in Adam. Now the sin changed the day. Now he saw the lamp of God. And then he saw him there and in the hills of, of Golgotha. And, and he saw blood soak the back of his robe. Trickled down his legs. The vision made it clear that Jesus was going his own death willingly. Because he loved his own church. Because he loved me and you. So he went to Calvary. He went there willingly. He didn't have any sin to pay. But he went there to pay a sin for me and you. As Adam did for Eve. So Christ did for his own church. So, uh, Brother Brennan, priest. Adam was innocent but Eve was guilty but Adam so loved Eve that he went out of his own way that is a type of Christ and the church Christ looked at the church knew we were wrong yet he went with us to take our place yonder as a sinner to die for us to take the sting out of death for us so how can we reject that perfect love so we need to apply the same thing here now it takes the perfect love of God otherwise we will play a blame game here no they say love covers all that is why the same love covers the sins or whatever that Eve did wrong there. And the same love it covers our sins. It compelled God to leave the whole heaven. He left everything. He left the angels that they were worshipping 
day and night just to come and save me and you I mean he had angels that they were worshipping him holy holy to him day and night because he saw me and you that we were lost then willingly he left the throne and he came to him on the cross how can how can we reject such mercy? So, Brother Brenham says here, now love is the strongest force in the world. Instead of resting our faith upon some emotion or some, our, some of our education or some of our gifts some of our wisdom like shouting or speaking in tongues we should rest our faith upon the love of God. We must come Amen. back to this principle. As a family, we must come back to this first principle. As a church, we must come back to this first principle. As children of the Almighty God, we must come back to this first principle. As sons and daughters of the living God, there is a first principle that we must come back to is love first. Then other things shall fall. If you've got a family, love first. If you've got a church, love first. If you've got any other thing, the love of God should be the first thing. He says, if we do this, our churches will progress much faster. For God is love. It will not progress much faster with membership. We, 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 we don't look at the quantity here but we look at the quality and he keeps on saying here nothing is greater than love it brings faith and trust it brings pardon hallelujah see you, when you love you look beyond mistakes hallelujah you know there is one man that I love one king in this Bible. I love him more than any other king. And his name was David. He was a man of God. Sometime he made a mistake. You know that he was supposed to go to war. And then instead of going to war, he, he remained home. No, Brother Brenham says on a Sunday, we all come to church. And here we fight a spiritual war. No, Brother Brenham says you don't become a Christian just to occupy a seat. But you come here to occupy, to take your position in Christ. Every day you take out your weight in your sword. You fight for your own possession. Now, this king, then he didn't go to war. Now he was at home, and then he saw something that he was not supposed to see. 
If he went with the army to war, he could have had the opportunity to see Uriah's wife. But now he has nothing to do on a Sunday. I mean, he had nothing to do. It's like a believer that was not supposed, he didn't go to church on a Sunday. Then he had nothing to do. And he ended up doing things that he's not supposed to do. Now, King David saw things that he was not supposed to see. Then he, the Bible says he wanted to take Uriah's wife. And I think we know the story that he ended up uh, making sure that Uriah was killed in war. But now I want you to, to see something here. Because love brings pardon. Now King David, after Uriah was killed, now there came a prophet by the name of Nathan. And he came before the king. And this man of God says, Oh King David, you know there is a man in the city. And this man was a blessed man of God. And God gave him everything. He had the the cattle, he had sheep, he had everything. But in the same city, there was a man also that he had only one sheep. And he says, Oh, King David, this man that had everything, it happened that he had a visitor. And while he had a visitor, instead of him taking one of his cows or taking one of his sheep or goats to kill for his own visitor, instead he went to the, the other man and he took his own sheep the only one that he had and he killed him for his own visitor and when you read the Bible first Samuel chapter 24 somewhere the Bible says King David he told his prophet he said this man, what land or Daleo? I want to know him, and then I want to be part of the, his, the judgment. He says that man, he deserves to be killed. And I, King David, have to ensure that such men get a deserved punishment. But you know the prophet, the prophet Nathaniel. The Bible says he just and said that man is you King David now the Bible says now this man that was supposed to be killed because he did very, something very evil when he, it was not David and then the Bible says now, now when, when he says it's him then he said how then he explained to him that now God gave you you've got your own wives he gave you everything and then you've got even more than one wife but Uriah only had one wife you took Uriah's wife and even Uriah you killed Uriah and then the Bible says he said then then 
then he must be forgiven. But what I want you to notice here is, there, is that as long as it was another man, he deserved to be killed. But if it is now King David, now he deserved mercy. That is how human beings are. If somebody does something because it is not him, that particular person deserves to be punished. But if something is done by the same person, he want people to be merciful to him. Now we must approach these things with the love of God. When you judge other people, let the love of God be in you. If, 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 if in this judgment, the foundation was love in the heart of David, he could have seen that the other men also deserve mercy. Hallelujah. That is why Brother Brenham says here. You see, the love, it, 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 it brings pardon. It brings forgiveness. It brings faith. He says, Christians, Love has no fear. Love casts out fear. I have found a great deal of fear among Christians. This is not right. Should not be so. Fear is the lack of confidence. But if you love and have confidence, you will cast away fear. God wants you to have love. And confidence in Him. This will cast away fears and bring you to serve him with greater love. I'm going to tell you something else. You may trust me as a fanatic after this, but I will tell you anyhow. All my ministry has been wrapped around love. If I can love, be in sympathy with whatever is before me, something happens. If I can love and be in sympathy, something is bound to happen. Now that's what the prophet says And be in sympathy. Must always sympathize with other people. No, when you read the Bible here, I think in Genesis chapter 13, you know that God called out a man called Abraham. And we know that he went out of um, the land with his. Um, uh, with the Lord. And the Bible says here, and there was a strife between the servants of Lord and Abraham. Here was a man of God. A man that was chosen of God. And then he went according to the word of God. But along the way, there was a strife. And when there was a strife, and this man called Abraham said, it is not good for us to fight my brother. Now, if you look to the east, 
or to the west, the south, and the north. And he says, if you choose the south, I will go to the north. If you choose to go to the east, I will go to the west. Brother Brenham says here, now you can see the love of God in Abraham. He says, while there was a strife, he didn't choose to go to the east first. He gave Lord a chance to choose first. <laughs> he takes the love of God in a human being. When there is something good before us, I don't go first and say, oh, well, I choose to the east. But he gave him the first choice. So he doesn't take a human being here. He takes the Holy Spirit in a human being. He takes the perfect love in a human being to give your fellow brother the first choice. I mean, if it was one of us, maybe. Knowing very well, God spoken to me. Not to you, brother Mrs. You have got the choice to say, I'm going to the east. You don't have a choice, you'll go to the west. But here was a man of God. Actually, it was not Abraham here. It was the works of the Holy Ghost through Abraham. How he gave him the opportunity to choose first. So that's what we must do as the children of God. Sometimes we need to give other people first choice. There are certain things that we must, we we, we don't have to argue about them. As a family, we must argue about some certain things here. As long as that thing doesn't make any harm, what do we do? We just say amen to it. Now, something happened here. Then this man called Lord, he chose to go to Sodom and Gomorrah. We know how they separated. Now, I want you to watch here. Now, when you go to Genesis chapter 14, the Bible says, Now, this man called Lord, he chose to go to Sodom and Gomorrah. Because he looked beautiful unto his own eyes. Now, he didn't know the danger that will come with Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, later it came to pass that the enemy came, it destroyed everything in Sodom and Gomorrah. And they took Lord and his wife and his servants and his cattle and everything with him. And the Bible says there was only one servant. And he went, he ran to Abraham. And when he arrived to Abraham, he told Abraham what happened to Lord. You see, Abraham didn't sit there. You say, I knew what will happen to you. You know, some of us believers, and then when something happened, happened to your fellow brother. Say, no, I told you. 
And then he just chose to go his own way. And that is why things like that happen to him. But the Bible says this man, when he received that message, that the enemy took your brother, he didn't look at the history, what happened to us. We once had a quarrel, me and Lord. Our servants once, they fed, they fought. But because the love of God was in him, the perfect love was a fundamental to Abraham's life. Whatever before law, I mean Abraham made any decision, he was applying the perfect love of the Almighty God. And then when he looked at the situation of the Lord, he look to the situation through the love of God. And Abraham took his best trained servant. The ones that were born, they were born in his own family. The ones that he knew that he trusted more than any other person. And he pursued the enemy. And the Bible says, and he cursed them, he killed them all. And he saved his brother Lord. So he, he, he went after his own brother. And the man of God says, Now, if you love the Lord, firstly, you love his own children. You know, actually, Brother Brenham says, If you are you are the church, if you are the son or a daughter of God, in your heart, you don't have that desire. In your heart, you don't have that cry. Crying for the lost the souls of God. The lost souls there. He says there is something wrong with you. There is something wrong with your 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 your, your Christian experience. Actually, if there is any other brother from this church, any other brother from this, uh, uh, any other from. The, any sister from this church or from any other church remember is the universal body of God is the universal family of God whether he is in Canada whether the brother is in Israel whether the sister is in Cape Town when you hear of a brother that the enemy came and made him to fall. We don't go and drink coffee about him. Tell, tell other brothers, hey, you have heard about brother so and so. Actually, sometimes it's so embarrassing to hear the sons and daughters of God speaking about the, 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 the shortfalls or the, the the, 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 the sins of other brothers. You, you see, an example of us here is Abraham. After he heard what the enemy has done to his own brother, he didn't rest, he chased after the enemy. So our common enemy is the devil here. So if the devil comes and deceives any other sister or brother, 
thing for sure that we must do. must not rest by praying night and day. And we chase after our own brother. And until we defeat the enemy. And our enemy is our common enemy is the devil. Brother Brenham says here. When you look into your own brother or your own sister your wife, your children actually if you apply or you look through this love of God you won't be able to see mistakes Amen. Amen. you won't be able to see any other thing wrong. look through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ actually when God looks when he looks he looks to you he looks through the blood of Jesus Christ. Whatever you have done, that is your problem says when God looks at you, he doesn't see the sins that you have done. He doesn't see any other thing. He saw you being perfect. Now who are we? when we look at our brothers we see only mistakes when you see at your fellow sister you see only mistakes if we can apply the same spectacles that God is using we will have perfect homes we will have a harmonious church I mean we will at home there will not be any other thing in actual fact I will read you a quote now we need to be able to create that situation and then the Bible says here now he followed the enemy and then he conquered the enemy now Brother Brenham says here, now there is only one common enemy. Your brother will not be an enemy. Now the Holy Spirit uses a human being. And God comes and speaks through a human being. When you read the book of Acts, the prophet teaches us it's the acts of the Holy Spirit through the the apostles. When you look at the church, you see people singing, you see the pastor preaching, and then you see harmony in the church. It's not how how good the people are. It's the act of the Holy Spirit through the people. It's the food, the life of God in those people. Now, Satan is, is, is is, 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 is an imitator. The devil is an impersonator. Because God uses a human being. This impersonator does the same thing. Now he also catches people. And then he Satan will not harm you. Brother Brenham says that. When you read the book of demonology, he says the devil will not do you anything. He will not swear at you. But he will he will he will use a body and to swear at you. So he will use another person to talk bad about you. So if you apply the spectacles of the Almighty God, when somebody is swearing at you, you must look beyond that person. You will see the devil behind the person. 
Actually, we are all the creators of God. The person that is doing wrong things is an, what is a tool of the devil. And Brother Brenham says, as a child of God, you will not even wish your enemy to go to hell. And he doesn't contradict the scriptures. The Bible, Christ, the, Jesus Christ says in the Bible, actually you need to love your enemy. Maybe if you want to prove your Christianity, when you are alone and they think of the worst enemy that you are having presently the person that you think is your enemy this bible that you are having every Sunday and every Wednesday it says you must love that particular person so it should be your test as an individual when you go out of this church think of your enemy you have because you are not supposed to have an enemy. The only enemy is the devil. But if there is any other person that you think the Bible says love him. Hallelujah. So Christianity actually it's, it's, it's not you, you are here to fight but you don't fight like the element when you read the book of Romans it says you, you overcome evil by good you don't overcome evil by evil as a son and a daughter of God you apply good for the evil somebody does something evil to you the Bible says you must do good to that person Hallelujah. Amen. So it takes what? The perfect love of God. As a human being, you can't do that. I'm going to read your quotation here. But Brother Brenham says here, now even your enemy, you can't wish him to go to hell. Because you've got what? You've got the love of God here. You pray day and night for, that, uh, for the enemy to leave him for him to be able to see the grace. There's nothing greater than love. It brings confidence. He says here, love is God. God is love. He that loveth is of God. He that loveth is the Son of God. Divine love, not affectionate love. There is two different kinds of love. Here we come now. Now we've got two different kinds of love. Now we know we get into this here. Free love and all kinds of stuff called love. But that does not that is not divine love. That is mockery of the devil. You know that 
There is two different love. There is a love called filial love. And there is a love called agapo love. A filial love. The Greek word means the love like I would have for you as a fellow or my wife. And you have for your wife a filial love. Now that love it's got the beginning and it's got an end. And then he says, if you will catch a man insulting your wife, you will kill him for it. Because it's filial love. But agapo love is divine love. It's the love of God. He will make you to pray for his lost soul. He says, that is the difference. Now you've got two different loves. Now we need to understand very carefully here. He says, you've got a filial love for your your fellow brother filial love for your own children if you find somebody mistreating your own children you you can kill for that hallelujah but he says now if you've got the perfect love the agapo love you will pray for his lost soul so that is the difference now. now this love that we are talking about it. It's not an easy thing. You can't just apply it on your own. It doesn't depend on the emotions. And you can't just have it, it will come to an end. If you've got this filial love, if you can pretend with this love, it will come to an end. You will be able to see this was a filial love. But is not measurable. You can't measure it. It is the love of God in you. Actually, fact, it's God in you. God is love. So if you've got the love of God in you, so you've got God in you. So obviously you can't kill for your wife. Can God kill? He can't keep he, 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 we will that's why Brother Brenham says here. Now you can't wish for your enemy to go to hell. Now we will understand it very well here. If you've got the love of God, if somebody does something wrong, even if he swears at you, you won't wish him to go to hell. That is a couple love. Sometimes we go too much with this filial love. This filial love is too emotional. So I read a particular story about a particular young man. And I'm told about this young man was very short-tempered. And his dad realized about the problem of this young man. And he told this young man that this short temper is not good for you. 
then he says, what? I will give you a, a nail and a hammer. Every time when you, you, you are short-tempered, every time when you say something that is not right, I want you to take out one nail. Hit it on the wall. Hallelujah. He says the first day, this man, this young man, he had 37 nails. 37. A day. Yeah, this man had nails. They hit them. 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 They hit Daddy, today I had a wonderful day. So I never had any, I didn't lose my temper even a single to a single person. And his dad said, Well done, my son. But I want you to realize something. I want you to go back. Go to the wall. And go and remove all the nails. The ones that you hammer them to the walls. I want you to remove them. Then he went, he removed them. And his dad showed him. But even after, after a while, now what we have done on the wall, there is still some mark that they are there. And this man said to his own son, when you are angry, when you lose your temper, whatever that you are saying with your own mouth, it will stay in somebody's heart. Though you come to him later and you say sorry, but it will leave scars to him. So as Christians actually, whatever we say about one another, now even if later we come and say sorry, it leaves scars in other people's lives. Let me give you a tip. The messenger of the hour says actually, I give you as a family, the universal family of God. But you can apply it into your own family. Now you can apply it to your fellow brother. You can apply it to your own son. You can apply it to your own parents. The messenger of the hour says if you are angry, actually you must choose to keep quiet. The Bible says, the Bible doesn't say as children of God we don't get upset. We still have this man called flesh. The Bible realizes that sometimes we get upset and angry. But the messenger of the hour says, if you are angry, learn something. Don't say anything. Because if you say something while you are upset, later when you try to retrieve your words, they are still there. 
And then if you are a wife, you say something to your husband. And if you are a husband, you say something to your wife. So let us do that, brothers. When you are upset with your wife, choose to keep quiet. Don't go there and say words that yeah, after two years, she will still remind you. I know when the brother is angry, he can say certain things that I can't even say. Hallelujah. So, words sometimes they damage other people. Remember, words they build but they can destroy. Now, as a church, we live by the words of Christ. We are here, we are eating on the word of God. So you must always get the word of encouragement. Now, as a family, we are always we are supposed to be encouraged always. Now you can imagine. Now always when you come home and your wife reminds you how the brother next to you is much more better than you. Now if remember as a sister always when you cook on a Sunday the brother reminds you this home take away every Sunday. Every Sunday we are eating takeaways. But if you say that with, with, with love, if with love, it's very good. There are certain things, it depends if you say them with love. Let, let me just read you a quotation here. Brother Brenham says here, one day there happens to be um, um, a lot of people in his house and then he says you know that the people they bring uh, uh, different spirits now they leave uh, particular spirits that they are not right but they came here to be prayed on he says now when he comes back now he found little Rebecca and then he was there he says they were arguing and little Joseph was running around and he was jumping over the sofas and doing everything. And he says, there was Sarah and Rebecca fighting on the floor because of some blocks. Little Joseph was screaming to the top of his voice. You talk about home, sweet home. There they were. Instead of being a sweet home, they were just. There was just a confusion. When he says, "When I come in, I put my arm around the little first lady of my home." And she was my princess, the only one. And I said to her, sweetheart, what is the matter? And she said, Billy, I'm just about to go crazy. She said, these kiddies all day long haven't had a bite to eat. People standing around and around and different and arguing. And he said, oh, it is such a confusing in this house. And he says, he says, you, you know, 
like she she like pretty dresses and she likes you know pocket books and she don't get them all the time but she likes them so i said to her you know i saw one of the prettiest dresses i ever saw says, in that confusion in that atmosphere when now his wife was now also saying i'm going to be crazy. Look at your children here. He says, there is Sarah and Rebecca. They were also fighting. And there was a, a, a little Joseph. He was running around screaming on top of his voice. Says, there was just a confusion in the family. Then he came around. And then he says like Adam did to Eve. Now he put his arm around his, his, prince, his princess. He says, you know, sweetheart, what we asked, I saw one of those prettiest dresses I ever saw. She, she said, you did? I said, yes, honey, I did. Then I thought, Lord God, help me now. Then I laid my hand over on her little stooped shoulders. And I said, honey, you should see it. She said, yes. I said, Lord, be good to me now and help me. I said, now, I've got to believe that you are going to do this. This in my little family. And these sick people has got them all upset. But you'll help me. Now you've got to create an atmosphere. And your faith will do it. They were all in the upper room with one accord when suddenly there came from heaven a sound of a rushing mighty wind and the atmosphere was right it takes an atmosphere to do anything and it takes the correct atmosphere you know the regular procedure to hurt chickens to hatch chickens is to put them under the hen but get, get the egg in the right atmosphere anyhow. Now, if you create a correct atmosphere, the sick will come in that door, they will be sick. I mean, they will be healed. The, the, the sinners will come in that door without preaching the word. They will know that God is the Savior. So, you can create an atmosphere, but it needs the perfect 
love in your heart. You can create an atmosphere in your family. You can create an atmosphere in the church. You can create an atmosphere within between your friends. You can create an atmosphere around your family. Amongst your friends or amongst any other person. It takes one man to create a different atmosphere. Now he created an atmosphere in his own family. And by just talking and saying nice words to his own wife. And he took the whole burden to his wife. this man he was an example to us. He didn't come here. I mean you can imagine. I can imagine little Joseph what he was doing. And the back, I mean Sarah and, and Rebecca there. The twice were all around the house. Joseph was playing there running around. So if it was some of us, now we're seeing twice all around the house. Yeah, we will be very upset. How can my, how can it be like that? But here is a man of God. He does help his own wife. Now we need to have this spirit. We must be able to sympathize. And Brother Brenham says, Now if you create this atmosphere, you can sympathize with somebody. Now there was a man and Brother Brenham says, I'll just read a few quotes. Well, I'll just quote it here. Just not to be long here. He says he was a Mexican man. And the man was blind. And Brother Brenham says he came to the prayer line. And Brother Brenham says, I had a sympathy for this man. He prayed for the man. The man was Catholic. And the following day he came to the prayer line. Again. And Brother looked at him. He says the man was blind. And while he was standing there, he had sympathy with this man. You must have sympathy with any person. Before you can help a person, you must be you must get in his shoes. Before you can judge a matter, you must always try to understand why does this person do this? If I was in his shoes, will I be able to survive? Sometimes it's nice just to say certain things that you are not in that situation. As a young man, people don't have children. I think these deacons, they are very soft for children. Children are just running, running around here, they leave them. Today you've got your own children. Now they start running around in the church. Will it be good to take your children and deal with them outside there. So that is why I say you must always be there and think. Maybe the poor brother, the children are giving tough time. If my children are still young, I can still control them. It's well and good. If the other brother is got children that are 
bit older can think for themselves. It happens that they do other things. My duty is to pray for the brother and the children. Don't go around and telling people, no, he's spoiling his children. The day your children grows, then we will be asking you. So sometimes we must put ourselves in the shoes of the brother or the sister. But I'm not there. Now this man came to the prophet. And brother Bram says, I felt for him. And in that message called love, brother Bram says, you will not help any person if you don't sympathize with the person. He says, I felt for the man. And I start thinking this poor man he says I thought of my own death that if my death was still alive he would have been at the same age as this man he says the man didn't have shoes he says I tried to take my shoes off but I saw that they won't be able to fit him he says people didn't see what was happening in the pulpit and I tried to take off my jacket just to give it to him because I felt for him I felt for his condition he says at that moment while I was thinking and thinking for him the condition that he was in that what if he was my own death it is well and good if it's somebody's death that you can just lay hands and say pass but what if he was my own death then I have to pray day and night and while he was there thinking then I I, I had to be sincere if he was my own dad I would be sincere while he was thinking all these things then he says now love enters in him he says and then God entered into him and then he laid hands upon him and he says God help this man. I mean, think if he was my own dad, I will pray that you heal him. I will pray that you open his eyes. He says immediately, God opened the eyes of this man and he heard him speak in this man. I can see, I can see. He says, what conquers the sickness is love. God so loved the world. God is love. And they that are that love are of God. Now remember that is not filial love. That, that is a couple love. Hallelujah. You see, if we've got this agape love, the love of God is divine love. Now you can't do any other thing except the Father tells you to do it. Hallelujah. There is nothing you can do. There is nothing you can say except the Father tells you to do. That is the agape love that you are talking about. Now they feel your love. 
Now is the one that sometimes it gets even the children of God confused here. Now, but this morning we pray that when God help us here to understand and have the, 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 love, the love of God in us. And then it is a godly love, not this free love. They call it in churches and things like that. This is Agapola. God sent love. Real, genuine love. Now, I wouldn't say that. He says, now, then, if I'm going to overseas, I wouldn't say that to my wife, but you mustn't do any other thing. Well, we just love one another. And then that's why we just go ahead. Now he says, now reading the Bible, the Bible is a love letter to the church. It's a love letter to the bride. Now Christ says nice words to his own bride. Now he speaks them to his own wife. Now this love that we are talking about it conquered from the beginning. Now it conquered sin. Now when you look at um, Abraham, he conquered using this love. This love conquered through Daniel. Abraham, he says while he was there in the, in, in the, in the lion then. Daniel, Daniel created an atmosphere. And he says that atmosphere reminded it was the same atmosphere that was in the Garden of Eden. Now when those lions saw Daniel, it was like the same as they saw Adam in the Garden of Eden. There was no enmity between Daniel and the lion. It was because of the atmosphere that was created in that place. I'm speaking about this atmosphere. Remember that when you read this message called love, it speaks about the bull that wanted to kill him. And he says he created this atmosphere around him. As much as in heaven, the word is said to him, nothing will enter here. If there is no perfect love. Now, if you create that atmosphere of perfect love around it, but then he says, nothing evil will enter into that place. There is no sickness that will enter that, atmo- that area. There is no enemy that will enter into that area. Is that that bull, when it enters into that atmosphere, he realized that he is the son of God. He says there were, there were beasts, a hundred of beasts. And then where he was, he says it was, he, he was cutting the grass. And he says they could have killed him. He knew that he disturbed them. But he says he applied this love of God. There was perfect love around him. And he said in his heart, 
I know that I disturbed you. But it was not my intention. He says then he created that atmosphere around him. And he says there was no enmity between him and the beast. So there is a lot and lot to read about the love of God. And then there was a man by the name of King David. And he had this love of God. As much as we spoke about him here. But there was somewhere where this man of God you couldn't have done that. He had a man by the name of Saul. We know that Saul wanted to kill David. And there was nothing that he has done wrong. And the Bible says one day Saul went after David with his soldiers to go and kill this man. But while he was there, God made sure that he doesn't find him. And he made him to sleep. And while he was sleeping, David came. And then with his men. And then those men, they told David, this man wanted to kill you. Now God has, he is there, now God has, has, has he brought him into your own hands. Here he is sleeping. And then with his servants, he is sleeping with his soldiers. Take this, um, take this sword and kill him. So he took God in David. If there was this filial love that we are talking about, he could have listened to his men. He, I mean, this man is, 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 is hunting you. The man wanted to kill you. You run around. You are running away day and night. And one day you found him sleeping. I wonder, brothers, if it was one of us. Are you even come and give testimony here? <laughs> that brother that was giving me problems. I dealt with him. But it, he made sure. And he said, No, I can't do that. But I want you to notice something here. Now, this man called Saul. When he woke up, and David told him that if I wanted to kill you, I would have done it. But Saul said, to David, He says, I know David that you are a good man. I mean, the enemy telling you, he said, I know that you are a good man. And I know that God is with you. So there was the enemy now testifying about him. Brother says, always do good to your enemies. If somebody does evil to you, repay with good. He says, he will make your enemies to praise you. And they will be able to see God in your life. Let us stand on our feet. Uh, let us just sing a song without a waste of time here. Uh, that says the love of God. And then um, I think the pastor may come just.
Amen. I think if he looked at us through the eyes of love, let us look at the next person through the eyes of love. Let us take off the spectacles of hatred. Let us put on the spectacles of our couple love. Then the church will be a better place. Maybe the world will be a better place. Amen. But you can only love if you were loved. You can only be gracious if grace was extended to you. You can only express what you have experienced. I wonder how many this morning say, I want for one experience the love of God. The time where I thought I didn't deserve it. I heard about a man called Christ that went up to Golgotha and died between the heavens and the earth. Not because he was powerless but because he designed his own death. And today I can say I am a beneficiary of that death that was died on Calvary. Amen. The prophet says, as the brother mentioned, there is nothing that will enter that place except a perfect love. Uh, the revelation is not going to be uh, gauged. The knowledge of mystery so is not going to be gauged. But what you contain is perfect love. When you come to the end of this journey, it shall matter most. More than anything else. Let's just say Jehovah is his name. Just film your songs before we release you.
I've seen him overcoming. When men that were full of him, when they were thrown into the lion's den, the lions couldn't open their mouths. thrown into the fire, the chemical uh, elements of the fire did them no harm. When he went to Calvary, death couldn't do him no harm. He, he is a mighty warrior. I, I think we need to sing it again.
chichi around. Titi. This is the right way to pronounce it. Chichi around, sister Sharon. Okay, no problem. Let's say Jesus, Jesus. I bless your name. Brother, what will just come and wrap up in prayer for us? Bless your name. Truly again, a privilege and an honor, O Lord, to sit in your presence, O Lord. 
Father God, we left our homes this morning, O Lord. Father God, not knowing, O Lord, you will exceed our expectations, O Lord. Father God, we, we come in a time, O Lord, where, Father God, the promised land is not that far from us, O Lord. Father God, and it's clear, O Lord, in your message, O Lord. Father God, you're busy molding us, O Lord. Father God, you're busy forming us, O God. Father God, teaching us, O God, the finer detail that we need to know, O Lord. Father God, we pray this morning, O Lord, as we leave this, this church this morning, O Lord. Father God, in everything that we do, O God. Father God, may we see, O God, through those eyes of love, O Lord. Father God, any situation that we may face, O Lord. Father God, may we look through the eyes of love, O Lord. Father God, and this morning, O Lord, it is clear, O Lord. Father God, it will made a, make a big change, O Lord. Father God, for once, O Lord. Father God, for once we pray, O Lord. Father God, may we take a backseat, O God, and just see, O God, what you saw, O Lord. Father God, what you saw in us, O Lord. Father God, for, O Lord, it is truly amazing grace, O Lord. Father God, we say thank you this morning, O Lord. Thank you, O Lord, for our precious brother that, that could stand in the gap, O God. Father God, we thank you, O Lord, that you could use him this morning, O Lord. Pray, O Lord, that you'd bless him, O God. Father God, that you'd bless his family, O Lord. Father God, Father, because it's clear, O Lord, in this time, in this place where we find ourselves, O God, on this journey, O Lord, it's not many that can take that position, O God. We say thank you, O Lord. Thank you, O Lord, that you could use him, O Lord. We pray, O God, for either, for everyone that's sitting here, O Lord. Father God, that we may go, O Lord. Father God, with love this morning, O Lord. Father God, in everything that we do, O God, may we look through love, O Lord. Father God, we say thank you, O Lord. We pray, O Lord. Father, we go, we go out this morning, O Lord. Father God, not forgetting, O Lord, that you, O God, are the one, the faithful one, O Lord. Father, we're not forgetting, O God, that you deserve all the praise, the glory, and the honor this morning, O Lord. Father, for if it had not been for you, O God, I would not be able to stand here this morning and say if it had not been for grace, O Lord. It's only through you, O Lord. We say thank you now, Lord. Father God, as we dismiss, O God, Father God, that you bless us in our different homes, O God, on our journeys, O God, throughout the week, O Lord. Father God, we pray now, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you'd be with us, O God. Father God, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, just join with us on, on Wednesday. Uh, there's a brother that would be passing through Whitbank. Uh, he's, a, he's an elder. He has not been here. It will be his first time. Uh, said he can stop by and encourage you. So make sure that you are here on Wednesday. Uh, I, won't, I won't disclose the name. I'll disclose the name when he's here. It's only known by me. Amen. So come on Wednesday and find out. Uh, because he's very old. I say he must just relax if we need to give him a bus stool and talk for, to us from a bus stool. Let it be so. But maybe because it is in church, it is a chest stool. 
Amen. It is a pastor when it is outside the church. Amen. Just come on Wednesday and find out six o'clock, you will be definitely encouraged. Amen. Stellarin, let's say through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. How many say, through it all, through our diseases, through our battles, whatever we have gone through, we have learned to trust in Jesus. He's a reliable friend. He's got a couple love, not filial love. A friend's love, if it's filial, it will run out. Amen. Um, you can even see gauge dropping. Not long it runs out. But Agapo, the gauge is increasing daily. The filial love says, you do this or else. And Agapo love says, you are what you are and I love you for what you are. Even if you do whatever you do, I will still love you anyhow. That's a couple
till you meet we meet on Wednesday uh, just pray for the minister that is coming on Wednesday and say God I don't know you but I know you I don't know him but I know you Use him in a special way. Amen.
of God. It's in my heart I thought we should sing it before we go. And even if my vala, even when he closes the doors, because he opens and he closes. If he closes, you can't open. And if he opens for you, no hater can close the door.
He opened the sea. There's somewhere where the drums must come to the party. Who oh, is it? Oh, okay. They say it's debatable. Let's carry on with it. Please, can you open the door over there? Amen. Open the door so that. After this one, then we hit this one, then we are going to be dismissed. Must make sure that Jehovah has opened the door, must boom. We'll see you on Wednesday. God bless you. Have a blessed and a victorious week. Amen. Amen. Oh,